Welcome back to Ultiverse OQ, your guide to the Ultimate Universe. Now in podcast form. I'm Luke. I'm Devin. And this week, we're getting engaged in... Some dividing and uniting. Some standing and some falling. Yes, this is a special, larger than normal, probably, episode that I like to call All That and Civil War 2. Two spelled T O O. Mm-hmm. Which. Not to be confused with Civil War II, the terrible book that Brian Michael Bendis wrote. Or Civil War II. <laughs> Wait, no, he didn't actually have a second American Civil War yet. Uh, but yeah, this was the first big summer event that, uh,. They decided to do for the Ultimate Universe of this format, and one of the biggest problems was, except for Brian Michael Bendis, uh, editorial moved off all of the other writers, or all of the other writers moved off. Mm-hmm. And so we had a much more uh, editorially driven event. Uh, so we have like Brian Wood taking over the Ultimate X Men. We have Sam Humphreys, who had done some co-writing with Hickman. On Ultimate, Ultimates, uh, before, but they definitely, well, no, Brian Wood is actually much better than, uh, what's his face? Nick Spencer. Yeah. Is just much better at Nick Spencer when it comes to writing X-Men, but also he saw everything that, like, Spencer had been setting up and dropped 70% of it, at least. Yeah. Yeah. So, technically, all of the stories are split into two parts, and then we also have two uh, point one issues. There's also a Spider-Man point one issue, but that sets up the next arc of Spider-Man, which is technically what the point one issues are supposed to do, but it comes in between, uh, like, the two different arcs of Spider-Man in here so it's it's a weird point that wouldn't make a lot of sense contextually remember all the point one issues i kept making that got me like that that sent me back this time along with the ar codes i saw your picture yeah mm-hmm. no agreed yeah uh, i actually liked those you ever use them i have specific memories of using it once and Mm. it was issue one of age of ultron and it was the big splash page where like ultron is killing everybody oh yeah and i was like all right well i got this app my phone has a data plan now i'm going to use this before i head off to a white elephant gift exchange party where someone is getting the first few issues of matt fraction's hawkeye and uh yeah, it just turned out to be a, oh, here's a video with the different stages of the drawing from, like, pencils and sketches to inks and colors and stuff. All oh, yes. very loud music that I was not expecting. And also, my data signal at the time was not great, and so it took, like, ten minutes for that to load. That's fair. No, those ones weren't great. I did it on my iPod Touch. Um, the drawing ones weren't as exciting. There were a couple where it was kind of like audio commentary. Mm-hmm. Those are neat. Or there's a few parts where it's like, oh, hey, here's where this character has been recently. Mm-hmm. Or you got Matt Fraction essentially doing shit posting. Yes. Fraction, once again, being the leader of the pack. When it comes to implementing new content. Yep. And, uh, yeah. So that just... Ju- that just sent me back mentally. Uh, but, uh, this week we are specifically going to be covering Ultimate Comics X-Men numbers 14 through 18.1. Ultimate Comics Ultimates numbers 13 through 18.1. And then Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 14 through 18. And the first half of all these stories is Divided We Fall. And that Mm -mm, takes place... mm -mm. What? It's Divided We Stand. 
Because no. they reversed the classic phrase. It's divided we fall, united we stand. That's how that's how the thing goes. That's not how Marvel does it. That that was kind of the point. Let's double check this, because uh, I was. It's. No, it's literally divided. We fall, united we stand. I'm looking at the cover dress right now. The order is reversed. Because normally we say united we stand, divided we fall. But it's not united we fall, divided we stand. Because that wouldn't make sense for like the whole theme of the event. I wonder if it's a different X-Men thing I'm thinking of. No, you're right. No, never mind. There is there is an X Men thing that says "divided we stand." Mm-hmm. I must have got confused with that one. If you tried to pass your confusion off to me, but that's yeah. not my business. I'm going to take a sip of my cafe latte, which I forgot to get with a flavoring in it, like a chump. No pumpkin spice, Luke. You only have a few more weeks of greatness. I don't know if uh, Panera offers pumpkin spice. I, they might, but uh, we've been going to Panera instead for breakfast because they let you put, like, greens and tomatoes on your breakfast sandwiches. Where do you normally go for breakfast? Uh, we had been doing Starbucks, and usually when I... For, like, a quick and easy breakfast sandwich breakfast... We'd been doing Starbucks, and then I've got Dunkin', which is like pretty pretty much right across from our apartment. It's like a six minute walk or so. Hmm. But it's where America runs, Luke. Oh yeah, and that's where you can get the Dunkachino. It's not Al anymore. It's Dunk. But uh, yeah, like they've had trouble staffing people at the Dunkin' Donuts and stuff. The quality has gone down. I see. And also they completely just change, they change a lot of their menus. It's like, oh, we used to have this crispy black pepper bacon that you like, but now it's maple brown uh, maple brown sugar bacon. And that is not as good. I feel you there. It's like Taco Bell how they keep ruining the menu. They do still have the crispy potatoes, though, if you go for breakfast. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Taco Bell at least makes a bit more sense because it's a, uh, we only use the packaging for the Mexican pizza on the Mexican pizza and it creates a lot of trash. I love the Mexican pizza. We're not talking about the Mexican pizza. We're talking about the spicy potato taco, Luke. In my opinion, that was the true travesty we lost. I mean, okay. Especially the the spicy potato taco sauce that came with it. Anyways. uh, Luke doesn't want to talk about Taco Bell anymore. I don't. Listen, I, I am a noted fan of Taco Bell. I bought a, like, $60 Taco Bell dress shirt. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it, and I am upset, but also it's one of those places where the past few experiences that I've had haven't been great. And I, I, I love them for a very specific type of breakfast. Mm. But also, they took away the Mexican pizza, or they're in the process of taking it away, and that, that hurts me. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So, Ultimate Comics, uh, X-Men, numbers 14 through 15... Divided We Fall is written by Brian Wood with pencils by Paco Medina and Riley Brown with inks by Juan Vlasco and Terry Pallet with colors by Marte Gracia and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. And like one of the biggest things is there's a lot of stuff actually going on here that feels cohesive and it's building the things in a way that i don't think that the spencer run ever necessarily did like there's a lot going on but either it never got the chance to build up to its end point 
or it was just, oh, hey, here's an entire issue about Quicksilver having daddy issues and feeling really bad that uh, he caused a genocide even though he just wanted to enslave all of his people. But then it's okay because then daddy's secretly alive. Uh-huh. But the idea here is Kitty is traveling with Rogue, Iceman, and Jimmy Logan, who is Wolverine's son after they left the Morlock tunnels with Johnny Storm looking after everyone. And they're traveling to the southwest to try and figure out what they can do about the Sentinels. Uh, they get stopped on the way by some racists, and when Kitty is going to check in with the Morlock tunnels, everybody else gets into a fight. And the mutants are like, hey, uh, these people are ready to kill us, so whatever they do to us, we will do the same to them. And they leave all of the humans who tried to attack them in pretty much near death states. And uh, we also find out that Johnny Storm, who was watching all of the mutant kids, got taken somewhere, and only Nomi, aka Mach 2, uh, survived. She's been like a background character just in the Brian Wood stuff. And uh, yeah, eventually Kitty is like, okay, well, if we're going to be taking this more seriously, we've got to ditch this car. They find a truck, drive out to the desert, and end up running into Paige Guthrie Husk, who's like, hey, I have a secret mutant camp, and you know who's in charge of it? Nick Fury. Nick Fury's looking to expand his operations. Nothing bad happened with his last mutant team, as far as he knows, so why not nope. make more mutants who are he willing wants to, to diversify fight? that portfolio? Mm-hmm. He knows about prudent investment. Yeah. And uh, it, it's interesting. We get a lot of weird moments, like how Jimmy is very sexually attracted to Kitty now that she's wearing a white bodysuit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's it's not bad. It's, it's a step up from Spencer's Ultimate Comics X-Men. Oh, definitely. I mean, I'll certainly give it this, too. I certainly think it also helps with uh, this, mostly because at least Wood at least had, like, an idea, like a focus that he had to go with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Spencer was sort of all over the place between, like, mutant messiah gods and the Sentinels and Morlocks and... Kitty yeah. doesn't want to do shit. Like, when uh, Brian Wood came on and was like, okay, no, Kitty is not going to be willing to do this anymore. She's going to fuck some shit up. At least, like, there is characterization there. Yeah. Or even just the fact that he had the uh, the event to start with. Mm -hmm. There was at least, like, a little bit of, like, a focal point for him to start with rather than just being, like... The world is completely reset. Do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. So, uh, currently our highest one on the list for Ultimate Comics, X-Men, is Hit the Road, the one shot that sort of leads into this. I think that, just by being a single issue, is a bit more better contained as a relaunch. Mm-hmm. But I think this is definitely better than uh, Ultimate X-Men Return to Weapon X. Yes. And Ultimate X-Men Hellfire and Brimstone. Agreed. So is it better or worse than Ultimate War? Better. Alright. So going right under Ultimate Comics X-Men number 13 is Ultimate Comics X-Men 14 through 15, Divided We Fall. We then cut over to Ultimate Comics, Ultimates numbers 13 through 14, written by Sam Humphreys with pencils by Billy Tan, Timothy Green II, inks by Terry Pallet, colors by Matt Mila and Ethan Sia Noor, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. So the president is like, hey, uh, I was supposed to just be director of agriculture. I have no idea what I'm doing. S.H.I.E.L.D. Director Flum... Get the Avengers back out there doing Avengers stuff, even though you've tried to arrest them. And, uh, Carol Danvers, you're now my chief of staff. You're doing all the shit for me. And that's when Captain America pops up, and he's like, Hey, 
I love America. I'm not the ultimate Captain America anymore. I'm pretty much Marvel movies Captain America because that's who everyone loved at this point. Yep. And so Captain America is out fighting all of the people who are trying to break away from the country. And Iron Man sees this and he's like, hey, I don't want to have to do business shit as the country falls apart. I'm going to go off and do that after I get Thor, who is trying to rebuild Asgard. And so the three of them team up, stop a uh, controlled Nimrod robot. And we find out that a lot of these uh, different... uh, Secessions that have been going on, like the Texas one, are being pushed by a figure known as Mr. Morez, who was like, Hey, Texas, you got a nuclear arsenal. Uh, you should threaten anyone who tries to stop y'all. And the Avenger uh, and the Ultimates are like, Ah, fuck that. We're going to do what we want. And they go in and stop the nuclear arsenal from being released. And when they get in, Thor's like, hey, why do you have all these gold bars marked with Asgardian runes? That's really weird. But uh, meanwhile, while they're handling this, Merez meets with a Senator Underwood who's like, hey, there's going to be a thing that I'm behind in Wyoming. You should let it happen. Uh, Stop the president and shield from being able to do what they should. If you don't, I'm going to blackmail you. And so once Texas is secured, uh, it turns out that Senator Underwood pursues a political council and is like, hey, the current president is illegal and he's been doing stuff that he shouldn't have been, so we should have a special election. And meanwhile, Merez, who's just still handling shit as he can, is like, hey, California tech bros who try to make your own country, like in the uh, one James Bond movie with Christopher Walken in it. Uh, you know how all these people oh, want to. Yeah. You know how all these people want to get into your country. How about you use Hank Pym's robotic wasps to kill these refugees? And that's that's where we're left. It's. I I want to know how much of this was Hickman's plan and like how much of this was Humphrey's because I think Hickman could have threaded the needle a lot better. Oh, agreed. But instead, it just becomes a weird mess. Like I think some of the ideas are interesting. There's just not enough time on them. Like this is something where actually it needed more than two issues. Yeah, and like having all of the, like having line-wide handlings of these things would have been better, but you only have a three comic-wide line, so. hmm Yeah. So it's, or, it's even ha- or even this would have been like the time to have like a divided, we fall, united, we stand, like, mini-series. Mm-hmm. With some tie-ins. Yeah, it it ultimately just doesn't work all that well. Uh, I am looking, I mean, it's not, it's far from the worst thing that we've had. But it's also a far call from, I'd say, even, like, Mark Millar's Avengers for the most part. Yeah. Or Mark Millar's Ultimates. Um... How do you feel about it's it? It's because, com- again, at the end of the day, Mark Millar knew what he was doing, wanting to do. Yeah, like, that's that's the other thing. I, I, I did a lot of shit posting on this event, uh, even going to the point of saying that Ultimatum as a complete event works a lot better than this, because yeah. Ultimatum is at least based in the emotion of grief. This is just, hey, here's all of these things going on. Nobody really has time to react. It's all very much... We've got to get these stories out. Oh, 100%. How do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Comics' new Ultimates, Thor Reborn? Down at 125. Thor is better. Uh, Is it better than Ultimate and Fantastic Four Requiem? Yes. You don't really remember Ultimate Made Him Fantastic for a Requiem, do you? I don't. 
Okay, I think it is definitely better than uh, what is below that, which is Salem 7. So I oh, yeah, so it is better than that. I do yeah. remember that one. So I am fine putting it as 126 on our list, right under Thor Reborn. Because at least we remember Thor Reborn. Yeah, as I say, I remember Thor Reborn. He's back, and he's hornier than ever. And he's got a new hat. Mm. Malibu Stacy does have a new hat. And from there, we move on to Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man 13 through 15, Divided We Fall. Written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by David Marquez, colors by Justin Ponsor, and letters by VC's Corey Petit. Good on to you, Justin Ponsor, for getting some coloring where you don't have to be under the VC's label. Mm-hmm. And your colors are all right. Yeah. It's, it's not like the coloring that made the weird baby child in Ultimate Comics Ultimates. Ooh, no. Yeah, that was another thing. that That's still getting retweets out there. Nice. So. And that's fair. That was not a good image. Mm-hmm. So taking a break from freeing the country, I guess, that's that's the other thing. The time period that this entire event takes place over is incredibly nebulous. Oh, yeah. Like... So, like, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man makes it feel like, oh, this has been going on for, like, a few days. But the legacy and scale of things make it like, ah, uh, wait, so you're saying that California, Texas, and, like, other states seceded from the Union in, like, a day of things going bad? Mm-hmm. If it if there is supposed to be a longer run, then the the whole Spider-Man timeline doesn't make sense. But also, Ultimate Comics Spider-Man starring Miles Morales, the timeline doesn't make a lot of sense. No, not at all. It's great if you want to just, like, follow that book by itself. It's bad otherwise. Which actually I did. I did not. I was trying to think when I, if I had read uh, the rest of this arc, and I did not. Yeah, I think this was about the time where I gave up on reading the other Ultimate tie-ins and just stuck with Spider-Man. I mean, that's that's more than valid. I have vivid memories of this storyline because, uh, like, I remember doing a full reread for Multiversal Q, where I was trying to be like, okay, well, with hunger coming up, that may end the Ultimate Universe forever. Lol, lol, lol. Uh, I should have an idea of what happened. And this was enough towards the end that it's like, huh, okay. Because I had briefly gone back on when Hickman started, and then I ran out of work and money, and so that quickly dropped off. And so, like, coming in two years later or so, it was like, oh, okay. I read a little bit of the Hickman and Spencer stuff because a lot of those issues were in the 50p box mm-hmm. when I was studying abroad in England. The 50 pence. Yep. Oh, dude, I collected the entire run of uh, the Dark Angel saga from that bin. That was a nice day. Nice. Anyways, Captain America and Iron Man hear about the new Spider-Man and how he may have killed a Prowler. Miles, meanwhile, is so traumatized because uh, he's pretty sure that he killed the Prowler and his dad tells him that, oh yeah, Spider-Man totally killed the Prowler, who was your uncle. Sorry about that, Miles. And while he's at school, he gets a call and is like, oh, well, I should go find out whoever is calling me on this phone. But because the city is in some state of a lockdown... Uh, he has to change into a Spider-Man outfit. On the way, he fights Batrock the Leaper, causes some collateral damage, has to run from the police, and when he gets to the rendezvous point, Aunt May, Gwen Stacy, and Captain America are there, and Captain America's like, you're not allowed to be Mile, or you're not allowed to be Spider-Man anymore. You're too young. I'm totally ignoring how I've had a complete personality change. Mm-hmm. And then MJ shows up because Gwen called her and was like, Hey, uh, Captain America, remember how you were supposed to train Peter, who we all loved, but you didn't, and he died? Yeah, piece of shit. And Gwen's like, Yeah, you did come t- at his funeral and get your face slapped by this old woman. 
when you said that, the death was your fault. And, before, and then also, remember when we were all on board on P- Miles becoming Spider-Man after 616, Peter Parker said, yo, you're a good Spider-Man. And all the Ultimates were like, oh, look at you, kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Captain America gets a call to go handle those continuity issues elsewhere and warns Miles that if he comes and does Spider-Man things again, he'll tell his parents because Captain America is a narc. Yep. Fucking tattletale. Mm-hmm. And Aunt May is like, hey, fuck that, dude. Here's Peter Parker's web shooters and the way that he made web fluid. Don't do what Peter Parker would do, though. Do what you, Miles Morales, would do. And Here's after... also the gun that I used to shoot Electro. <laughs> <laughs> Electro-killing gun. <laughs> if you sell this on the internet, you can get a college scholarship. <laughs> And so Miles quickly learns how to use the web shooters, finds Captain America at the Lincoln Tunnel fighting the Rhino, and he's like, uh, I could probably stop him with a Venom Blast. What if it kills him like it killed the Prowler? And then he's like, fuck it, YOLO, and it (laughs) is enough to take out the Rhino. But not kill him. Yes. Also, I still don't see any cat in this thing. What? I still don't see a cat in this comic anyway. Yeah. Uh, I honestly thought that video you sent me of Miles was a joke, Luke. Where in the new Spider-Man game, Miles will have a bodega cat that he can finish combos with? Yeah. Well, cats do love combos. They look I... just like cat or dog food treats, and they come in a variety of flavors. I just don't think you should give them the pretzel combos. Probably not. But yeah, I was very confused by that. I still don't really get it. Ah, Bodega Cats. Dude, also, that I'm playing through Persona 5, it's just like, you guys just like make some weird Persona 5 reference? Because yeah, I feel like you basically just made Morgana. I mean... Is the cat horny for Miles? Like, Mom? the cat's horny for On. Oh, Mona. Uh, what what uh, dungeon have you gotten to? It's a Persona 5 break. I am in the middle of the Pyramid Palace. Ah, the Futaba one. Yes. I, I still remember some of those puzzles very vividly. Yeah, the puzzles of this one are much better than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, that, that seems to be more the point of this one than just fighting bad guys have you eaten all of the uh, big belly burger yet i have hell yeah and then when you do a restart of the game you can just go in that first aid be like hey give me your fucking big belly burger i'm going for all that experience oh yeah nice mm-hmm. and that brings us back to ultimate comics ultimates numbers 15 through 18 which is where we get to United We Stand, Together We Are One. I, I, I couldn't remember enough of the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes because if I'm ever going to skip a theme song for a superhero cartoon, it's that one. Or no, it's Together we are strong Forever fight as one Oh, that's that same song Why you gotta hate Luke? I don't think it's good It's not the type of music that I enjoy I thought it was a fun theme song Anyways, uh, this was written by Sam Humphreys with pencils by Billy Tan and Luke Ross with inks by Terry Pallet, colors by Ifancia Nuller and Andres Massa, Jesus Abertov and Matt Mila with letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. So California's wasp drone fleet just keeps killing people and the president, Howard, he doesn't want to do anything. Because it might cause more of a political problem. He's like, Captain America, don't go fight those killer drones. And Captain America's like, I won't for now. And then he goes to meet with Nick Fury. And Nick Fury's like, hey, I'll handle the Southwest. 
uh, you go do what Captain America should do. And Captain America's like, hey, I'm going to stop being Captain America so I can kill these drones. And so he comes in and starts fighting. Uh, and Carol Danvers is like, hey, Mr. President, Captain America quit being Captain America. He is now Steve Rogers' private citizen. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the Ultimates follow in, and Cap uh, is able to destroy most of the Wasps in a trap. And people are like, hey, if we can vote for whoever we want, we could vote for Howard Stern. But what if we voted for Captain America, a person whose real name we don't know? Hell yeah. Meanwhile, Merez is like, hey, uh, fuck all you guys uh, in California uh, for letting me use that death wasp swarm to kill people. I'm heading to Wyoming because that's where Hydra is. They're an anti-government agency. We're going to go raid Project Pegasus. Which I think is the one moment that I actually really like in this. It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, it is fascinating that no one has really... More people have not tried to raid Project Pegasus. Also, oh, also just Moreau's showing up in, like, a fishing vest. Because that's how he do. Oh, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so the Ultimates wrap up on the cleanup. Thor finds another one of the Asgardian runes, and he's able to destroy the last of the Wasps, and then Captain America gets a call telling him that he got elected president, which also very fast job for such a divided country to immediately, like, get all the votes tallied. Oh, and, 100%. And also, they don't really cover it, but, like, the states that seceded were the people who were against the secession able to vote. Or, like, in Texas, where it's been less than 24 hours since this happened, were they able to vote? Also, what if Captain America doesn't want to be president? <laughs> Cap for president, cap for president, you like cap, I like cap, everybody here likes cap. Uh, yeah. Captain America, who is not the, do you think this A in my head stands for France Captain America anymore, accepts the nomination at the Triskelion, and he's like, hey, we all gotta work on this together. Fuck you, I'm President America now, and then he jumps into a jet to fly off and punch more people. He Which is now Chris Evans president. Yeah, I part of me wants to say it would be great if we had a president who was just going to punch people in the face if they had problems, but it's also no, that that really quickly just leads to fucking fascism and a lack of complete political decorum. Oh no, 2020 it never ends. Mm-hmm. So, also, then that causes an international incident. Mm -hmm. Which is fine if you're fighting seceding states and yep. the United Nations is too fucked over by Reed Richards to do anything. Yeah. And the seer. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this just falls into the very much, oh, uh, you know how people hate the are superheroes inherently fascist discussion? And then this shit happens. Oh, 100%. Mm -hmm. It's like, we all love Captain America, the man who loves the country and the flag and is willing to do what's right. But also, we kind of hate anybody else who wears Captain America's costume or uses his ideals because, like, if this was Ultimates by Mark Millar, Captain America... He would just be bombing the fuck out of people. Mm-hmm. Like, this only works because Captain America was changed into Chris Evans' cap. Yep. Anyways, President America's like, hey, Carol Danvers, you're in charge of the country still. I'm going to go in the fight between the Carolinas, which was most likely caused by some barbecue-related incident. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, Tony, you're a tech guy. Go get California back in line. And Thor, go check out Project Pegasus. And Thor's like, uh, I want to talk to you about these runes I keep seeing. And President America's like, yeah, no, I'm going to go to Detroit and punch a militia leader there. <laughs> <laughs> and Merez and Underwood are really unhappy about this, along with Flum. 
And it does not help when Tony is like, hey, look at me. I am your god, tech bitches. Go back to the United States. And they do. Thor heads to Project Pegasus and finds that there is a army waiting there. And President America is like, hey, S.H.I.E.L.D., you should go support Thor. But Flum is against it. And Flum is like, hey, Underwood, we should try and kill President America because he keeps flying around everywhere in a fucking jet. That should be easy to do for this spy organization. And they blow up a jet. But that's when Monica Chang shows up and is like, hey, bitch, you blew up the wrong jet. And then President America flies his jet into the S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier and is like, ha ha ha, it's me, <laughs> motherfucker. And then Hawkeye's like, yeah, and I have to arrest this white guy, Underwood. And then they disband the Senate Emergency Powers Committee because apparently you don't need it anymore when your country has gone through multiple secessions from the union it's once again uh it's it's great that we want this country back together but also holy shit the politics for this are not great Sam Humphreys it's Um, fine Jar Jar Binks has given President America emergency powers Luke and he is using them to restore the Republic. Christ. Uh, Merez, meanwhile, gets confronted by Thor, who's like, Loki, what are you doing, my brother? And he's like, I'm not your brother, father. I'm your son, father. <gasps> and it turns out that he is Modi, who is Thor's son, who he stuck inside a tree. Remember when you put me in time out for all those years? Remember when you fucked my mom when you went to hell to try and save your girlfriend who we've never heard of anymore because she decided to stay in hell to keep away from you? And then you stuck me inside a tree and then you did not murder Reed Richards like you should have. And also, what happened to the children of tomorrow? We don't know. That doesn't matter. This is America's problems now. Europe's probably fine. <laughs> the <laughs> 15% of it that it remains. <laughs> Christ! It's uh, still like always what leads to my favorite thing, which was when I was in England for study abroad and a friend of the show, Andrew, and I were watching, or were talking about the uh, second G.I. Joe movie. Which, have you seen that one, Luke? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's just like, yeah, it's a job well done. The day is saved. And Andrew's like, no, but Cobra literally destroyed the entirety of London. (laughs) Why is no one mentioning that? London is gone. London doesn't (laughs) matter for American action films. It's just like a London Eye. Big Ben. Parliament. We can destroy these and then fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, Modi is leading Hydra because he wants his own kingdom and he now has Thor under his control and a big old magic staff. And that's when S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up with people like the new giant woman, Cassie Lang, Falcon, and Sue Storm. And they're like, shit, there's magic going on here as Modi takes over a bunch of war machines. So that's also really inconsistent because initially the war machines showed up as drones But then when Captain America accepted the presidency, War Machine was there in the shot where he accepts the presidency with all the superheroes. But then in Spider-Man, all the War Machines have Hydra logos on them. Yeah. Comics. Looks like Rhodey's running around somewhere. Yeah. But then President America flies in on a hover bike and is like, Hell yeah, America, I'm your president. And then he gets shot. And Modi's like, ha, bitches, I've got the mind gem from Project Pegasus, which is a giant's brain that Odin took and turned into a stone, and I can control people. And then he controls Cassie Lang to somehow find a giant gun and shoot down the helicarrier. As one does. And then Thor and President America have to fight. 
and we cut to the future where President America won the war, but Hydra is still in cells, and so it's become an eternal war, and Capt- and President America keeps making more and more fascist policies and invoking martial law, and then he's like, oh, wait, but I'm not that Captain America anymore. I'm President America. I'm Chris fucking Evans. I don't want this to happen. And so he realizes it was an illusion and breaks free. And Monik's like, ah, shit, if this helicarrier crashes that I am piloting and trying to stop, it's going to cause a 100-mile massive explosion. Which is not great. Nope. I'm sure it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, President America convinces Thor to snap out of it long enough so he is able to throw his shield, which breaks the uh, mind control staff. And it turns out that most of Hydra wasn't actually fascists who wanted to overthrow the American government. It was just people who were mind-controlled. Ah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. We aren't dealing with a country that is inherently fucked up. Oh. But uh, now freed from the mind control, Cassie is able to save the helicarrier, Thor kills his son, and the Ultimates get the rest of the Hydra militia that was actually fascist to surrender. And then back at the Triskelion, with the secession stopped and with a portion of Hydra who are hiding out with weapons, they're like, well, we we can handle whatever comes next. Ah, yeah, this is... We, we've talked politically where I stand about, like, Mark Millar's jingoism and, like, mm-hmm. how much I'm not a fan of that. But also, uh, the, that, that is all so much better than this weird fucking mess. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is, what is the point here? That Americans aren't actually evil, they just get misguided? Pretty much. I I don't think it's good. You're just trying to throw Dick Cheney under the bus. Dick Cheney's what about the problem. Okay. Uh, how do we feel Even about it? Even W was just misguided, Luke. He was mind-controlled. He wasn't really evil. <sighs> how do we feel about it compared to Divided We Fall? Uh, the ultimate comics, uh, ultimate. No, no. Uh, theme, I would say, is worse. Plot, I would say, was more coherent. It actually had a bit more time. Yeah. I'd, I'd be willing to put it above uh, the ultimate Marvel team of Spider-Man and Iron Man, but under a Spider-Man and Man thing. That's fair. All right, so our new number, 121, is Ultimate Comics, Ultimates 15 through 18, United We Stand. But here's the question, Luke. Are we going to remember what United We Stand is in a couple months? Probably. I still remember teeth. Teeth, teeth, teeth. (laughs) You don't forget a thing like teeth. (laughs) They're in my mouth. Uh, we then have Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man 16 through 18, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by David Marquez and Pepe Larraz, with colors by Justin Ponsor and letters by VC's Corey Petit. So, Miles shows Genki the new web shooters that he has, and then is like, oh, well, I gotta go ahead home for this police investigation where Detective Maria Hill is there about Aaron's death. Here's the question, is it rude if Miles uh, makes alterations to the web shooters? No. Okay. Don't do what Peter Parker do. Do what Miles Morales would do. I agree, but then shouldn't he just make his own? Is it rude to alter Peter Parker's? No. That's like a collector's item now, Luke. I mean, is he going to sell them, though? I mean, they're, it's a tool he could. that he's using. He could. He could try to sell it along with that 8-man gun that he, that he was totally given. Anyways, Detective Maria Hill asks a bunch of questions about Aaron's death and ultimately reveals that they are pretty sure that his own technology exploded and Spider-Man isn't to blame. 
back at school, there's an assembly where they're like, hey, uh, the country is falling apart, and instead of offering you a safe place to live, uh, have fun going home. Because we, we aren't going to look after you. And Miles is like, hey, great, I could go use this chance to join the Ultimates. And webs onto a ship, heading towards the Triskelion. And all these soldiers show up and are like, we're about to shoot at you. And Captain America, not being President America yet, and still being the closest thing to Mark Millar Cap, is like, Miles, what are you doing here? Meanwhile, Jefferson, Miles' dad, wants to get home and ends up getting arrested by S.H.I.E.L.D. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. is really just shitty here. Mm-hmm. Captain America is angry at Miles for how he came out here. Luckily, a Hydra squad led by Gorgon shows up. Miles and Captain America work to stop the soldiers. Miles continues to hold his own, and Captain America's like, well, you didn't die, and you did some pretty cool moves, so I guess you can continue to be an ultimate. And then Captain America gets sworn in to be President America. You're doing better than the last Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You're my lucky charm for the election, Miles. And then they all get shipped off to Wyoming on a helicarrier, and Hawkeye's like, hey, Miles, you and Spider-Woman are going to work together. Spider-Woman isn't really excited about that. Jefferson, meanwhile, still in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody. Uh, they get, quote-unquote, saved by Hydra, and Hydra's like, hey, here's these guns. Uh, use them to fight all, or use them to kill these S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who arrested you. And Jefferson's like, uh-oh. And back in Wyoming, Miles is having a rough time, tries to fight a Hydra War Machine, and ends up having to be saved by Spider-Woman. Meanwhile, Rio, Miles' mother, is trying to get home. She gets allowed in and finds Jefferson sitting on the couch with a gun, looking despondent. Back in the fight, Miles sees another War Machine, this time going for President America, hops onto him and ends up falling from the sky. While he did save President America, falls unconscious and wakes up in a field with no webs and no idea where he is. Genki, meanwhile, sees the news and on the news they're like, hey, look at Spider-Man saving President America. That's great. He's a hero. He also didn't kill that guy. Acquitted of all crimes. Mm -hmm. Miles, be <laughs> Miles, meanwhile, is wandering the flatlands of Wyoming and finds a giant woman who I who looks just like Cassie Lang, but it does not make sense for her to be Cassie Lang because she was in the fire. She was in the main fight for the entire time. Yeah. She tries to capture him. Miles realizes that he is a fetish for giant woman and ultimately gets knocked out. Please step on me, giant Cassie Lang. Mm -hmm. And uh, back at home, Jefferson explains how uh, Hydra gave him the gun. And he was like, hey, you thought I was going to fight the S.H.I.E.L.D. guys? Fuck you, Hydra. And he kills all the Hydra people and then comes home. Well, and then came home. Yeah. Miles wakes up again, knocks Cassie out, and then Spider-Woman finds him and is like, hey, uh, good job saving the president. And Miles is like, I don't know if I want to be on the Ultimates anymore. And when he gets home, Spider-Woman gives him a bunch of suggestions from her time as Peter Parker, like having extra clothes, and gives him an excuse for where he was. He's like, why do you care so much about me, mysterious woman Jessica Drew? And she's like, I'll tell you in the future. Rio and Jefferson, meanwhile, went to look for Miles at Genki's place, and that's when Miles shows up and his family's happy to see him. It's a... Tonally just weird story. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of Wyoming Miles Morales. Yeah. I... Once again, it's like the biggest flaw with the Miles Morales Spider-Man when Bendis is writing him is he doesn't really have the same control that he had over everything. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, it's not a great Spider-Man story. Is it better than Ultimate Spider-Man Deadpool? Yes. Is it better than Ultimate Spider-Man Hobgoblin? No. Uh, War of the Symbiotes? No. No. 
Um, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Spider-Man Strange? Strange is better. Okay. Uh, Ultimate X-Men New Mutants? Uh, better than New Mutants. Alright, so our new number 85 is Ultimate Comics Spider-Man 16 through 18. United we stand. We then have Ultimate Comics X-Men 16 through 18. United we stand. Written again by Brian Wood of Pencils by Carlos Barbary, Paco Medina, Agustin Padilla, inks by Juan Vlasco, colors by Marte Gracia, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. So Nick Fury works with Kitty's team to train them because he's like, hey, mutants should be able to solve mutant problems. Husk ends up showing Kitty around the entire area like a mutant camp where they're being held and the best places to launch attacks from. And Kitty is also bothered because she hears that Stryker is behind everything and she's like, ah, one of the things that I specifically did was kill that guy, so what's going on here? Kitty, meanwhile, is struggling to inspire the other mutant refugees on the base when Rogue starts talking to Quentin Quire, who is able to touch her. And Quentin Quire is such a weird thing to throw into this story. Mm-hmm. Kitty, working with Fury, takes down two Nimrods, and one of the mutants who goes by Black Box is like, hey, I can hack into this, but he is unaware that the messages that it is receiving and recording is being sent to the other Sentinels, and Striker's like, hey... I remember that voice when she killed me. Kitty, meanwhile, releases a global message somehow about how her plan is to have a peaceful mutant existence, but also whatever they do to mutants, symbionts will do right back to them. Mm-hmm. Which is valid. Very. Black Box, meanwhile, re- uh, Black Box, meanwhile, realizes that Nimrod was sending a signal while Jimmy's team uh, captures a convoy that was filled with mutants who were going to a prison camp. They got a great big convoy, Luke. Full of mutant prisoners. We got a great big convoy. Oh, what a mutant-filled sight. Convoy. And Bobby, who has a thing for Husk, breaks into a camp with her, and they end up freeing Hisako. A.K.A. Armor, who can psychically form armor. They celebrate their victory, and Fury's like, Hey, Kitty, uh, once you kill all these robots, you're going to have to fight during peace times, which isn't violence. And that's when Black Box is like, Hey, I was trying to find you all day. You weren't around here, but uh, there's a bunch of Sentinels coming in. Meanwhile, President America has promised a resolution to the Southwest Crisis, and Johnny Storm escaped custody in New York City. And so Kitty is able to work with the mutants to set up a massive defensive perimeter. She suffers some slight losses, but they slowly win. And in the morning, Fury's like, hey, uh, President America is going to be coming out here, so look forward to that. Rogue and Quire, meanwhile, have been talking, and Quire works to heal Rogue's minds from everything that Nick Spencer put on her. No more voices, no more... Charles Xavier's God. Nope. The last squad of Sentinels attacks, and Kitty finally kills the last striker Sentinel in a moment that really doesn't feel climactic. I did not. It's like, was that it? And then she meets with President America, and he's like, hey, uh, so we have a modified version of that seer virus that removes mutations, so we're going to give it to any mutant who wants it, and if you don't want it, you have to go live on a reservation, and that's just the way it is. There's that good old jingoistic yeah. Captain America. Yeah, political cap. And, I mean, it, there's, there's resolution here, but it doesn't really feel like things are ending in a way. No. Uh, so where should we put this on our story? How do you feel about it compared to X-Men World Tour? World Tour had an ending. Better. A lot better or a little better? Actually, I liked World Tour. A lot better. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Eric Deef in Denial? That was the Gambit. Mm, yeah, no. Mm, Gambit's Gambit better. Love, Gambit loved the house and grouse. 
a little better, a lot better. Decently better. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to... Ultimate X-Men Date Night. This is better than Date Night. Uh, Ultimate Fantastic Four Salem 7. Better than Salem 7. Uh, Ultimate Fantastic... Or Ultimate Comics Ultimates Divided We Fall. That's better than Ultimates. Uh, is it better than Thor Reborn? Yes. Better than Ultimate Fantastic Four Think Tank. That was the one with the art that no. was not a big... No. It's not better than all right, so our new number, 127, is Ultimate Comics, X-Men 16 through 18, United We Stand, which really just the lack of conclusions hurt it. Mm-hmm. We then have two more issues. We're almost done with this episode, Devin. It's been a while. First up, we have Ultimate Comics, X-Men 18.1. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I didn't write down the credits for this one. Oh, that's right, because this one didn't have a credits page. Uh, this story was written by Brian Wood with uh, art by Felipe Andrade, colors by Jean-Francois Bollier, and letters by VCs Joe Sabino. Yeah, this is one where it's like, we're going to break our format for no real reason. And the basic idea is uh, Husk, who was pretty much just Husk from the comics. She could shed her skin and have ultimate er, and have alternate powers. Tried to blow up the uh, line at the uh, mutant cure, and was like, "Hey, uh, yeah, Stryker was right. It turns out that she was somehow a sleeper agent for Stryker, and." So now S.H.I.E.L.D. is just coming down on Kitty for everything that happened. Bobby is upset because he liked Husk. Uh, Quentin Quire, because his role of removing uh, all of Rogue's problems are gone, is going to get the cure. And that's when Mach 2, a.k.a. Nomi, shows up from the Morlock Tunnels. She has magnet powers, but has incredibly strong powers. And is like, hey, I can control all the blood. Or I can control all the iron in your blood, Kitty, to lift you up and stuff. And unlike you, who is willing to work with humanity and live in this shitty situation, I'm not willing to do that. I'm really, I'm ready to get a fucking war here. And Kitty's like, well, that's not great. Time to get on a bus and have some me time. Yeah. It's, I, I, the art definitely does not help it. Nope. Felipe Andrade is very stylistic. And, uh, especially the colors that are used just sort of wash everything out in a unflattering way. But I am interested to see where the next arc goes, because I don't remember a lot of it between, like, that and then when Kitty joins the uh, all new Ultimates. So, got that to look forward to at least. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, where are you feeling this? I mean, at least it has character moments. Like, it's a very character driven thing. It's just story wise, I don't think it's that great. No. Uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Fallout numbers two through six? Um, worse. Uh, ult uh, ultimate secret numbers one through four. Better. All right. So our new number one nineteen is Ultimate Comics, X Men eighteen point one at the speed of Mach two, and then last, fucking last is Ultimate Comics Ultimates eighteen point one, which doesn't have a subtitle. It's just point one. Written by Sam Humphreys with art by Dale Eaglesham, colors by Andy Troy, and letters by VCs Clayton Cowles. In Florida, Hawkeye is facing off with a guy who has a massive robot suit. 
And the more they find out about this suit, the more dangerous it is because he is heading to a nuclear power plant and he has quark-powered gauntlets. And so Monica Chang escalates the situation to President America, who was just saving people from a mind collapse. Uh, Tony Stark and Anthony are meanwhile working on their plans to rebuild the country. And they get the call and they're like, hey, we should go get Thor, who is currently attacking the Rocky Mountains to deal with his grief over killing his son, who was shitty. The shittiest. Yep. And Monica gets informed by Hawkeye that the man is Dr. Jake Miller, who previously worked for the power plant. Uh, they nickname him Titanium Man, and they realize that if they don't stop him, it's going to be a nuclear event that affects everywhere from Florida to New York City. The Ultimates try and fight him, it doesn't work, and then Monica finds out that he had saved the plant before and prevented a meltdown during the whole Civil War thing. And so President America's like, hey, I'm Chris Evans, Captain America, as President America. I'm sorry to hear that while you were saving people, your family got killed. And Thor's like, I too have lost a son, and my dead son wouldn't want me murdering people. He probably would. And uh, they're able to get him to st uh, get out of the machine and they arrest him. And Monica's like, well, it really sucks that we have all of these new dangers out here. And President America's like, yeah, we should probably get a new team of Ultimates. Also, I don't trust Tony and his talking tumor. And that's when Tony's like, hey, bitches, I'm Iron Patriot now. USA. USA. <sighs> Fuck, this has been a long one. Remember when we keep like trying to bring back Iron Patriot? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why? It's like the entire point of it was great with Norman Osborn as Iron Patriot. Mm -hmm. I feel like you all seem to be losing the point when you try to bring him back. You mean there's... It, it, it's not just supposed to be jingoistic fascism? Nope. Shit. Alright, well, I think this one is at least definitely better than Ultimate Comics uh, at the speed of Mach 2. I agree. Uh, how do you feel about it versus Ultimate Hulk? For, uh, how do you feel about it compared to Ultimate Hulk versus Wolverine? Worst. Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man, one half. Worse. Ultimate Human. Better. Ultimate Extinction. First. Alright, so our new number 97 is Ultimate Comics Ultimates 18.1.1. That brings our list up to 168 comics. Jesus, Devin. We have covered a Jesus. lot of stories on here. Jesus. Jesus, uh, Joseph, and the Mary Chain. Yeah. Yeah, that is 19 issues worth of stories this week. Like eight different story arcs. Uh... I think that's the other thing too with this too was why was it an event? Like barely any of this mattered to the other stories. That's why I think what? there needed to, that's why I think there needed to have been like an ongoing thing. I mean, there's a lot of fallout in the stories that happened, except for, like, Miles. Yeah. Like, everything that happened to Miles is pretty much something that happened in Spider-Man, which doesn't make sense in continuity with this. No. And, uh... But it's, like, yeah. the, X, the X-Men stuff, like, didn't really play a whole... I guess it's more of it's a, you're trying to make this into a big event, but there was, like, really little crossover with anything. Yeah, was, uh, these are the pockets. Miles gets to show up here, but he doesn't really do a lot of important stuff. Like, the no. Ultimates doesn't mention how Spider-Man saved Captain President America's life. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you know what we're covering next week, Devin? Like, at least with Ultimatum, everything was involved with the main story. Yeah, it was based around a event that had a singular cause, but then different types of fallout. The yeah. fallout here didn't really cross over all that well, because no. it was Washington, D.C. got destroyed, which was sort of an aftermathy moment. 
get the mile stuff more or less wraps up before most of ultimates even happens mm-hmm. except for the two issues that are explicitly during that event yeah it's it's a weird thing but as i said do you know what we're covering in two weeks Devin? or well do you know what we're covering next week Devin? no in two weeks luke well, no, next week we're covering G-Force on the invariable weight of Nicolas Cage. Oh, that's true. But then in two weeks... We're going so, to be covering... Some Ultimates? Uh-huh. And? X-Men? Uh-huh. And? Spider-Man? Uh-huh. Venom's back, baby! Neato. Mm-hmm. And look forward to our Eternals movie... Ty, oh no, the Eternals isn't coming out this year. Uh, we didn't, hell, we didn't even give what's it called the New Mutants their time, Luke. Fuck the New Mutants. They burnt through all of their goodwill. All of it. Anyways, uh, yeah, so that's it for this week, Devin. Let's get ready to give Morbius some tie-ins. Morbius, Orpheus, Dwarfus, Walruses. Uh, I'm going to quickly check to see if we got any uh, questions. <laughs> no, we didn't. I, I, I specifically messaged old Xavier Files and he was like, yeah, I don't remember anything about this shit. I was like, fair. No one remembers shit about this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I specifically remember some moments of it, but trying to be a political story completely fails. Trying to be an action-packed story completely fails. The scale is too defined, too undefined, and too large to really work. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, it. Uh, Devin, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me online at FredoFet. That's F-R-E-D-D-O-F-E-T-T. And Luke, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at at Coltrick. That's K-O-L-T-R-E-G. Or you can visit my website to find all the podcasts that I do at LukeHair, L-U-K-E-H-E-R-R dot com. You can also find links to the comics that I make. Most of them are free to buy. Or pay what you want. Honestly, just feel free to, like, download all of them and then give me some feedback and leave me some reviews and uh that's that's kind of it uh we'll be back in two weeks with everybody's favorite gooey boy venom coming back and uh make sure to check out the unbearable weight of nicholas cage next week for our coverage of g-force hooray we'll see you later on the flip mode peace peace